If God would do that for them, and God's no respecter of persons, and we live in the New Testament under a new covenant made with better promises, then we can expect that He would do the same for us. You're listening to From Glory to Glory Ministries with Tina Howard, bringing you the uncompromised Word of God to mature the body of Christ with revelation and power. Get ready to walk in victory in every facet of life. Join today as we learn and grow together in the knowledge of God so we can go from glory to glory together. Here's your host, Tina Howard. Hello, and welcome to From Glory to Glory Ministries with Tina Howard. Thank you so much for joining me and joining our study. We are in a a year-long study. It's going to be good. And the overarching theme is Occupy Till I Come. And every week, we're going to be building on this idea and studying subjects and learning how we can occupy till He comes. I believe Jesus is coming back very soon. And until He comes, He's expecting us to do business. He's expecting us to go out and take the land. He's expecting us that when He comes back, we have something to give Him. Amen? So, I want to look today, and the title of this video is No Identity Crisis Here. We're going to look at how important it is to know who you are in Christ Jesus. And we're going to look at some Old Testament leaders, and we're going to look at how they saw themselves and where that took them, and then how that relates to us. Amen? So let's first start in Psalm 139. We're going to look at verses 1 through 4 and then 13 through 18. It says, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. Now this is the Hebrew word, ayada, Y-A-D-A. In the New Testament, the Greek, it would be gnosko. So this is an intimate knowledge, very intimate knowledge. Say verse 2, you know me again, yada. You know me, my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thought afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down. You are acquainted with all my ways. And for there is not a word on my tongue, but behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. The thing that we have to realize, and I don't think we really walk in this as a revelation, is that God knows us. He knows us very intimately. He knows what we're thinking before we even have the thought. He knows. Before we even say a word, He knows. He already knows us. And if we would just realize that, I think it would make our lives a lot easier to just understand, God knows me. (laughs) He knows me. So I can't get away with anything. He already knows me. He knows my ways and He loves me. He made me. Now, I'm not, this is not an opportunity to say, well, I don't have to change. I don't have to do anything different. Yes, we do. Because the, the basic components are there, but they, they need to be tweaked. Amen. We all have to be tweaked. Even the best character, and I know some really good people. I do. I know a lady that if you don't like her, there's something wrong with you. She's just sweet. She's a nice, nice person, but she's told me there's people that don't like her, (laughs) but she still needs to be tweaked by God. We all do. None of us are perfect, but we have the basic components that he built into us. Okay. We're going to get to that. That's really good. 
Okay, so then verses 13 through 18. For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book they are all written. The days fashioned for me when as yet there were none of them. See, God knows the end from the beginning. He knows the very end before he created the heavens and the earth, he already knew what the end was because that's God. He knows everything. He knows everything. He's omniscient. He knows everything. Very important that we need to remember that at all times. He knows everything. Before we were born, he already knew us. Amen. He already had in his book his plan, his purpose for us, even though we weren't even born yet. Okay, verse 17, how precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. Now, see, if we would just think differently right there, it can make a world of difference in our lives. If we just realized God is not thinking evil t thoughts towards us, what does it say? I wasn't prepared for here, but you know what? You follow the Holy Ghost. Jeremiah 29, 11, and it says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Amen. So if we would just renew our minds to think like God thinks about us and the way he thinks about us, it would totally change us. We wouldn't think God is out to get me. God hates me. God thinks I'm not good enough. I messed up again. We wouldn't do that. We would say, God has a plan for my life, and it's a good plan. It's not, it's not of evil. It's to give me a future and a hope. Amen. Please remember that. Remember that. So important. Remember, no identity crisis here. We know who we are in Christ Jesus. We're occupying till he comes. If we think right, we can occupy. We can do what he called us to do. Amen. We can be who he called us to be. That's even more important. So in verse 18, it says, If I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. The thing that we, I've talked a little bit about this, but God knows us intimately. He knows our thoughts before we think it, before we say it. He already knows us. He knows every detail of my life. And remember Ephesians 2.10. I love this scripture. Let's go over there and look at that really quick. Ephesians 2.10, it says, now I'll read this in the Amplified Version. It's wordy, but it's really good. For we are God's own handiwork, His workmanship. Remember, He created us in our mother's womb. He formed us. He already knew who we were. He created us in our mother's womb. We are His handiwork, His workmanship. Recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works which He predestined. Oh, see, that goes right back to Psalm 139. Those things that he wants us to do, he already wrote in the book. See right here, those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us, taking paths which he prepared. This is good. He prepared ahead of time that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. He fashioned us. He had already the plan he wanted and he made us, cre recreated us that we could walk in that. Now, I want to look at Jeremiah. He was a prophet. 
And the thing about Jeremiah is that he is known for his perseverance. He is known. He was just consumed by his dedication and commitment to God. He's known for that. Because of the things that God had him do and the things that he did, he was absolutely committed. He was sold out to God, which is a trait that Christians all over the world need. Amen. Okay, so let's look at Jeremiah chapter 1. And I'm going to read again verses 4 through 12. And I will stop because I have to talk about them. Okay, so verse 4. Then the word... Now, you know how I feel about words. This is the Hebrew word debar, which is akin to the New Testament word rhema. Now, rhema is a God, is a word that is spoken and it brings with it power and anointing. Amen. The Bible tells us in Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the rhema of God. Okay, so this is a word that's being spoken to Jeremiah. There's faith that's coming with this word. Amen. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Now, haven't we read that? We read that in Psalm 139. We saw it in Ephesians 2.10. We saw it in Jeremiah 29.11. That God has purpose for our lives. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Ha. Huh. He knows us intimately. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I set you apart. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. So Jeremiah, before he was formed in his mother's womb, he was God had already called him to be a prophet to the people. He was already called. Okay. Then said I, Oh, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak for I am a youth. So this was the thing you have to remember here, Jeremiah is like 12 or 13 years old. He's a kid. So this is his emotional response to God's call on his life. I can't do that. I'm just a kid. I, there's no way, God. You got the wrong person. But what does God say? The Lord said to me, do not say I am a youth. And God would say to you, do not say that you are too young, that you are unqualified, because why? Because he called you to do whatever it is he's telling you before the foundations of the world. He already called you. Amen. So you're not unqualified. You might not be trained yet, but you're not unqualified. You are called. Amen. Please remember that. If you're going to occupy the land, if you're going to do what God has called you to do, if you're going to think, occupy this space up here correctly, then you have to remember that you have been called. All of us have been called for such a time as this. We have been called. Now, I don't know what your calling is, but God wants you to know that. Amen. And he's not withholding it from you. He might be asking you to seek after him, but he doesn't, he's not going to let you go in the dark and not know what he's called you to do. Amen. That is not the character of our God. Okay. So he's talking to Jeremiah now. The Lord said to me, okay, so now God is talking to him. And when you get a word from God, there is faith. The word of God brings faith. So there's faith to act on whatever it is that God asks you to do. Do not say that I am a youth, for you shall go to all to whom I send you. And whatever I command you, you shall speak. 
Do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said to me. So now he's been purposed, that you know, he's been reminded, told of what his purpose is. Now God has reassured him, and now here comes the power and the anointing. He is laying his, his hand on him. Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. Now remember that this is Debar. This is when faith comes. Faith comes from the word of God. Amen. Verse 10. See, I have this day set you over the nations, over the kingdoms, to root out and to pull down, to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. Verse 11. Moreover, the word Debar of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I said, I see a branch of an almond tree. Then said the Lord to me, you have seen well, for I am alert and active, watching over my Debar to perform it. So God was reassuring him, telling him, you can do this. I have given you my word. You were called before you were even born. And now here's the equipping. You know, the thing about Jeremiah is that he did everything God asked him to do. He did it. He was known for his perseverance. You know, he was really persecuted for his, the words that he spoke. But God told him, don't be afraid of their faces. You say what I say. What I tell you to say, you do it. I'll be with you. And so he did it. Amen. So God prepared him for his call. Amen. Therefore, he could occupy the space right here because God told him. There was no identity crisis. He knew who he was. Let's look at John the Baptist. Now, John the Baptist, of course, he uh, was called. Amen. I'm going to start reading John 1, verse 19 through 23. Now, this is the testimony of John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, who are you? Who are you? He confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? And he answered, No. Then they said to him, Who are you that we may give an answer to those who sent us? What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. So here it is. John the Baptist knows exactly who he is. There's no identity crisis. He knows what his call is. He is the one. He is the one out crying in the wilderness, preparing the way of the one who would come after him, whose shoe sandals he wasn't even worthy, he said, to latch. He knew who he was, and when he was misidentified, he remained strong in who he was. Now, that's what we must do today. We have to occupy this space right here as to who we are in Christ. Amen? So that we can do and be all he's called us to do and be. I want to look at one more, and that's Ezekiel. Now, Ezekiel was called to a hard job. And we're going to look at what God said to him in um, Ezekiel chapter 3. And I'm going to read this in the message translation. You know, the message just nails you to a wall. <laughs> okay, so it says in verse 7, they are, as I said, a hard case, hardened in their sin, but I'll make you as hard in your way as they are in theirs. You, you heard that, right? I will make you as hard and your ways 
as they are in their ways. Now, not his own ways, but what God called him to do and to be. Amen. Because we go back to Psalm 139, God formed us in the womb. He already had a purpose. He already knew he was there when we were being made. He made us with character traits. He put us in the body exactly where we need to be with the gifts and talents and character traits that we have. That's what God made us. And he equips us. He told Ezekiel, I Make you as hard in your way as they are in theirs. I'll make your face as hard as rock, harder than granite. Don't let them intimidate you. Don't be afraid of them, even though they're a bunch of rebels. <laughs> oh, goodness. So God, because earlier in that passage right there in Ezekiel chapter 3, he had said that the Israelites were hard-headed. They were hard-hearted and hard-headed. But he said, I'm making you just as hard-hearted, hard, hard-headed in your ways as they are in, in, your, in their ways so that you can do what I've called you to do. Amen. So if you take all that and remember our topic, we're occupying till he comes. And this is no identity crisis here. If God did that for Old Testament heroes, prophets, John the Baptist. He's really Old Testament because he, you know, Jesus had not died on the cross yet. So the church had not begun yet. He was still living in Old Testament. So if God would do that for them, and God's no respecter of persons, and we live in the New Testament under a new covenant made with better promises, then we can expect that he would do the same for us, that he would make us form us in our mother's womb and write in a book what we were to do before we even got here. He knows the end from the beginning so that we can occupy the land, so that we can walk on those good paths that he preordained for us to walk in. You know, he's a good God. He is a good God, and he's got a plan and a purpose for our lives and what we're to do, what we're to be in this world. You know, if you are a mom if you are a dad, if you are a wife, a husband, if you are an, a CEO, if you are a minister of the gospel, if you are a laborer, it doesn't matter what you are called. If you're right now, you're a student, you're learning. It doesn't matter what you are doing. God has purpose in everything. God has purpose. He has called you and he has put purpose in your life. And the thing about God is that if we know who we are, then we can do what we're supposed to do. Amen. We can do it. We can be it. If the enemy does not want you to know who you are in Christ Jesus, he wants you to always be questioning yourself, to be questioning God, to look at everybody else and compare yourself to them. Well, I'm not that and I'm not. That's exactly right. You're not. You're you. And God has called you for a specific purpose, for a specific time. We are here, like what it says in Esther, for such a time as this. This is the greatest time we could ever be alive. The greatest time. We are ushering in the, the mighty presence of our God as he takes us out. We are the end of the end of the end times. And we, for us to do what he's called us to do right now, we have to know who we are. We can't get caught up in what the enemy wants to steal, and that is your identity. If you know who you are, you can do what you're called to do.
Amen. I have a download that I'm offering you this week, and it's about who you are in Christ Jesus. It's so important, and the only way you're going to know is if you get in the Word and find out. Now, God's going to speak to you and tell you, maybe through the, the Bible, maybe through someone in, in your church around you that sees the gift in you, and maybe you don't see it, but they see it, and they say, you are called to such and such. I see you really have this talent, you're, this gift. Why don't you do this? And, and because you have a gift for this, you have a talent, you lean toward this. This is your character trait, that you should do this. Try this and see how you're going to find out what God says about you is it's written in his word. Now, I want to give you a couple examples of what is on this download that I have for you. It's linked in the box below. And if you click on it, then we will send you a download of this. Okay, so you can go through the Bible and find out, and I'll show you some cards that I made long, long ago, still have them, that's helped me know who I am in Christ Jesus. So you are called of God. I've said that several times today. You are called of God. Well, yeah, but how do I know that? Well, 2 Timothy 1.9 tells you that you are called of God. It says, Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but, a, oh, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. Now, has does this verse line up with everything that I have said today? I'm telling you what, that is great. That is like yum, yum. That is yum, yum right there. Amen. So you are called of God. Before the foundations of the world, God had a purpose for your life. He reassures you through the word of God and the people that he puts around you, they will see that gift in you so that you can occupy, occupy here with God's thoughts and occupy what you are called to be and do out in the world. Amen. Because you are called to reach someone, someone, maybe lots of someones, but you won't do it if you don't know you're called. Amen. I want to look at another one, and this is Philippians 3.14. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So this tells you who you are. You press. You're not, you're not passive. Ah, lay down and, well, whatever happens, quesera, ah, whatever. No, we are not passive. We press. You know what the Bible says? The kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. The violent. So we're not passive. We're not waiting for something to happen to us. We're pressing. We're pressing, pressing, pressing. Like you press when you go iron your clothes. It's got a wrinkle in it. You press. You use that steam and you press that wrinkle out. That's what we do. We press against ourselves, against, you know, this flesh, against the thoughts that war against God. We press against them with the word of God. We press against this world system that we're not living the way the world lives. We press against it and we make, we are the, the spirit man, okay? The real man, the spirit man, we press against our flesh and we make it line up with God's word. That's who the Bible says we are. Amen. We're not laying down. We're pressing. We are pressing on. Your thoughts are real. They are real. They're not just fleeting things. They take up space in your brain. And God needs us to have all of our thoughts 
arranged correctly and think right. And if you think right, it's going to make a difference in your life. Now, in the last couple of minutes, I want to give you your homework. you got to have homework, right? So please get the download. It's free. Just press on that download button and print it out. Go over it. Amen. So make cards. If this is how your brain works and you, and you really need this, I needed this because I didn't think like God back in the eighties. I didn't think like God at all. So, but God has changed. He's renewed my mind because I've given him time with his word. So I want you to make the cards if that's something that you need, which I would suggest that you should. But meditate on those scriptures. Think about them. Utter them. Re, reform your thoughts. And take one card, one verse at a time, and think on that. I am called of God. When the enemy comes and says, you don't amount to anything. You can't do that. I am called of God. God has purpose for my life before. Before I was ever born, God already saw the end from the beginning. And you think that way, and that will change the way you think. Amen? And then lastly, I want you to walk in that identity. Don't allow the enemy to steal from you anymore. Amen. So I'll see you again next week on From Glory to Glory Ministries with Tina Howard. Let's learn together. Let's grow together. Let's go from glory to glory together. Thank you for listening to From Glory to Glory Ministries today. We really appreciate your support of this podcast. Help us spread the truth of God's word by leaving us a review and sharing it with other believers who are hungry for more of God's word. Until next time, we encourage you to abide in his word and he will abide in you taking you from glory to glory in Jesus' name.